Magnificent morning, folks. This is Jay Jameson with Her Story Podcast. HER is an acronym for Heroic, Empowering, and Resilient. And this is a self-improvement, self-acceptance, and women empowerment podcast. My main purpose is to encourage, empower, and motivate all women by highlighting their personal stories of triumph over adversity. Each of us has a story. Maybe it was an illness, a financial burden, or a dating job, just unforeseen circumstances in general, and you may have felt isolated or alone. However, when you feel like you may have hit rock bottom, it doesn't mean that it is the end of your story. It's within the darkest nights we produce the brightest stars. There are women out there who have gone through the very same barriers you are facing today, but they didn't give up. In fact, They use their difficulties to mold them into strong and resilient women. And if they can break through their hardships, so can you. You are her, heroic, empowering, and resilient. Once again, great morning, folks. We are officially five months in today, so I'm super excited. (laughs) It's hump day, so I know it can be difficult. It's midweek, so um, I always try to give you guys some type of upliftment and encouragement and just something to push through for the remainder of the week. So because we are five months in, I'm very grateful and just positive for uh, the great feedback that I've been receiving from different listeners, whether it's been from social media, email, text, whatever. I appreciate you. And I also appreciate you for just sharing the word and just sharing positivity. Um, The first episode aired back in June, June 27th. And her story just started out then just as a simple idea and has grown very quickly within a matter of a few months. So like I said, once again, I'm grateful for that. And bringing you back in, her story was created to just bring light to how different women have broken through their chains of adversity. We all know that life is imperfect and some find it more difficult than others to come out of a dark cloud. This space, this platform, it shares real stories that you, our listeners, can relate to. So this week, we're going to focus on the entrepreneurship journey. This past year has been a year of the entrepreneur and especially rising female entrepreneurs. Um, As you know myself, I do a lot of things and it's hard to balance, but I want to focus too on someone who is a full-time entrepreneur and really has changed the game. And I've heard all positive things about her and what she's doing with her business and her products and things of that nature. But um, back to our everyday life, you know, many people, they don't understand it. They've, I've always stated that it takes gut and grits and courage and discipline to do something outside of the norm, you know? So as we celebrate our success, it's also vital to create a conversation around those difficult moments we face on a daily basis and throughout that entrepreneurship journey. So today I have with me Miss Ashanti Lation. Hello, how you doing? Hey, 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 Ashanti. Can you just tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do, where you're from, all that good stuff? Okay, well, I'm Ashanti Lation, a healthy hair guru. I'm from New Orleans, born and raised, and I have a salon, and we also produce healthy hair care products that are to basically just bring women's hair back to the best health that it can be. And we have like our uh, Grow Healthy Head Drops, which is like our staple product that a lot of people we're really known for. We have like a lot of, you know, clients that purchase them online and customers and stuff like that. And, you know, that's that kind of sums it up a little bit. Okay, cool. <laughs> 
um back to well i'll discuss it at the end but i'll, I'll definitely be purchasing some of your products oh, so i have something you. to share about my hair and what's okay. going on underneath here All right, let's um, talk. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i want to share a quote from seven habits of highly effective people mm-hmm where it states only a minor change will be made focusing on your behaviors or attitudes. And as previously stated, you know, the idea of entrepreneurship or just venturing out on something different, of course, you know, it takes a positive attitude and habits, but it also requires a lot of discipline. So there are things that have to be done and focused on holistically for you to accomplish and to do specific things. So as you tell your story, I just want you to also focus on what changes are habits that were needed for you to generate such a, a profitable business okay. um, and what you're doing right now in New Orleans. You know, just recently, it's been said that New Orleans is basically the southern hub for business and entrepreneurs. And I think that yeah. that's a wonderful thing. I think so, too. Yeah. And especially black yeah. entrepreneurs. And I think that comes women. out of necessity just because, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, New Orleans it has is not known for being like a rich city, right? But it's always mm-hmm. been known for being a black city, mm-hmm. and you know, like I just always believe that uh, black women are kind of like the if you think back to like your grandmother, mm-hmm. are kind of like the mighty oxide, like the people who really hold a family together, right? Mm-hmm. So I just think out of necessity, like a lot of black women are making it happen because we didn't always have like role models we see that look like us, right? So I think just you know, to create businesses, but also just to let your kids and other kids see it in themselves. So it kind of came out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of believe that that's where it's going, but it, and I'm happy it's going that way. Yeah, most definitely. You know? Yes, yes, yes. So let's get into your journey and okay, okay. who you are and what things had to be done to bring you here in this place of where you are within your business and career. Okay, well, um, I, I've been doing hair, like just being a hairstylist like a long time. Like even before I was licensed, I just mm-hmm. did hair like at my mom's house, you know, like yeah. in the dentist, stuff like that. And, you know, got my license and did it for a while. And I always had like skin allergies, mm-hmm. like dermatitis and eczema and stuff like that. So I never thought I would be doing hair like or, you know, being in this industry like a long time. And I actually quit. Really? So, like um and like I went to college, uh, got uh, my degree and I worked for a develop like a land developer and stuff like that for a few years. And they moved me back to New Orleans and they decided that they wanted to pull out of the smoker. So they kind of laid us all off. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, now I'm jobless mm-hmm. and my best friend and two of my other good friends actually encouraged me. They said, why don't you get back to doing hair? Cause I still did their hair like at my house. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the reason why I quit, like I said, because it was affecting my skin, it was affecting, you know, like, uh, was it like the stress or the product? No, it was the products. Or... Okay. The products itself was mm-hmm. like affecting my skin. Like I would have, like blisters on my on my hands or, you know, gotcha. break my face out and break my skin out just because that was the products that was available at the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that kind of let me, when I did come back into it, like I, and let me back up, like even with the skin allergies, you know, I always had, you know how it was when we were growing up. Like, I mean, it was relaxed. So people weren't right. really doing a natural thing. It was just a lot going on in the hair industry mm-hmm. that was unhealthy mm-hmm. and, you know, over-processing going on like in that time period. So, you know, fast forward, I jumped back in. I just, I told my, I took my friends up on here off. I was like, well, let me see if I still got it. So I yeah. kind of dibbled and dabbled. I went to, I was inside Walmart when I was on the phone with one of my best friends. And 
She was like, I called her when I left. And I said, guess what, girl? I got a job at Walmart. And she was like, girl, what? Like, you just was working for a developer. I said, like, in the salon. Okay. I said, I'm going to practice on these people I don't know just to make sure that I still have it. And, like, within, like, two weeks, I wound up quitting and rent some space from, like, another salon. Mm-hmm. And I stayed there for, like, a few years. And in being so, like, coming back into the industry after being gone for, like, about three years, you know, I realized that the need was still there. And for some reason now, eczema and dermatitis and all these skin allergies and just, you know, allergies of the skin, allergies of, you know, the body have become like real prevalent, like just with a lot of people. Like it wasn't just me, like when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. So it kind of sent me like on a journey to try to help other women, you know, other people and like testing like different products, like seeing what we're mixing things together with some products that I currently had used and things that some gave me that some didn't. Mm -hmm. It kind of made me start mixing stuff together and like testing out on my clients. And I also at that time uh, had what I didn't know, I had this iron deficiency that was causing me to have alopecia spots that started coming like out of nowhere. Uh So like I was like probably from, I don't know, like the time I was like in my early 20s to late 20s, like off and on dealing with alopecia in addition to the skin allergies, like me just chalking it up. But really those things happening to me made me go harder for my clients Mm -hmm. because I was trying to prevent it from happening to them or if they had similar issues, kind of help them. Right. So finally getting tested, like getting blood work done and realized, okay, me being anemic is causing me to have alopecia. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I got a medicine for that, but just in that whole time period, developing products that was kind of combating and regrowing hair. Cause like once I determined what caused alopecia, like it kind of stopped it, but it wasn't making my hair grow back. Right. And I was getting like steroid injections and all this type of stuff in my scalp that just was not helping like, you know, like long term. Right. And it was expensive. Mm-hmm. So when I started like doing my products for like, I say people who had like maybe issues with their scalp or issues with alopecia, I started using it in my clients that didn't have any issues. And it like started growing their hair like crazy. Really? Like it was taking them from maybe people that always had like neck length hair mm-hmm. to bra strap length or people that had bra strap but couldn't get past it, taking yeah. them to waist length. Yeah, I'm definitely so, hitting you up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, I'm looking uh-huh. like, okay, so I can use this on people that have issues and it basically will regrow their hair and get mm-hmm. it back to like the healthiest state and maintain it. But people that don't have anything going on, it like got them over hurdles. Right. You know, and made their hair thicker, longer. And just, you know, if I'm, and I just was like, and it had to be like hypoallergenic because, you know, I'm so sensitive. Mm-hmm. And that's why I've always been very passionate about what I give others because, you know, it's a personal issue for me. Right. Like, you know, I know how it is to pay people and they don't care about like the haircut aspect of it. Cause for me, it wasn't just like, okay, you're doing my hair, you're spraying all this stuff on it. It's not just about that because it's also going to affect my skin. Mm-hmm. So whereas, you know, the hairstyle might be nice, but it's causing me three weeks of having breakouts right. because I'm allergic and then my hair may fall out afterwards because my skin can't take what they're using. So it just put me on, like I said, on this journey to look for things that worked and then also start mixing up stuff that work mm-hmm. for people. And then it just, it wind up just working really well, you know? And here we have like, you know, VIP luxury hair care. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That really is. Um, and like I said earlier, I had a problem when I was in preschool and there was a fungus in the water and it was water day at school and my scalp, um, right now I'm using my hand, like the, I had spots as big as the Mm -hmm. palm of my hand at that time. I was a child though, like Mm -hmm. four years old, but my hair came back except the spot right here in the middle. And so like, it's continuously growing as I'm getting older. It's like, sometimes Mm -hmm. I kind of compare it to like being in a coma, Mm -hmm. like what I found, because like when I would have the alopecia spots and I'm like, have 
boldness lasts for a year. Yeah. And then it come back and come back fully. Mm-hmm. And there's like, there's some education, but there's not always everything. So I just kind of started comparing it to like, you know, being on life support. Like, you know, it's like if a person is in a coma, their body's trying to come out of it. Like a lot of people that are coma, been in coma say that they could still hear, they could sense it. Right. And they were in like a state, but they couldn't move their body to function. So I think like your follicles and your scalp are kind of like that. Like they, they want to produce because your body wants to do what it wants to do. Like, you know, your heart wants to pump blood. Mm-hmm. Your hair wants to grow, you know. But sometimes it just can't because it's almost in like a, a dormant state. And it's like, even though it may be years, then some people find, hey, okay, like how you say it started growing, it's like it's, tr- it's trying to come out of that. So sometimes you need like a stimulant to get it going mm-hmm. and to get it back on track, mm-hmm. you know. And like it's, it's not always dead. You know, sometimes it just is on life support or sometimes it's just in a coma. Yeah. Like, that's how I kind of describe right. it when I talk to people, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But I definitely yeah. get that. Mm-hmm. And um, I just wanted to take a step back into, you know, your actual journey. Okay. Um, so, you said that you were in school. So, what exactly did you major in at that point? Um, I, I did marketing, business mm-hmm. and marketing. So, you know, mm-hmm. I got my undergrad uh, in business and, mm-hmm. um, like, with a mind in marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh. And that's what I did. And, you know, it helped me, like I said, probably career-wise when I went work for a developer. And then thinking back some of the things that I learned, um, I wouldn't say that it necessarily went hand-in-hand hand with the degree that I had, but it mm-hmm. did because probably just the structure and experience that I got from probably working for that builder mm-hmm. and just being more structured. Like when I came back into the industry versus before, it was just like a, a hustle for me. Right. Like I wasn't looking to do it long-term, but I was good at it and I had a lot of clients, but it wasn't something I was looking to do long-term. But so like working under maybe a more structured corporation helped me be more structured in like the stuff that I did and how I looked at business versus just looking at it like it's a hustle. I'm like, no, this is a business. business. It's definitely. an industry, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm my own business, like me as an entity and mm-hmm. I have to be structured versus just being like, oh, you know, whenever, whatever this happens, like, no, you have to be, have structure in anything you do and just, um, and stay focused and steadfast. Right. Cause a lot of times when you don't reach your goals in a time period that you want to reach them in, you kind of mm-hmm. want to just say, you know what, this ain't for me, or give up, or you see other people that may be, like, younger coming in after you, or just, like, killing it, like, immediately out the gate, and, you know, my advice to anyone, any, like, newer people coming into business, because, like, from the business side, or, like, the hair side, whether it be my stylist, is just to stick with it, right, like, work on perfecting your craft, work on, you know, making sure that you're the best at what you're doing, that mm-hmm. you're the best at everything you're doing, and getting better and better, and that's just, you know, studying other people, look up people that you admire, see what they did, maybe reach out to them, ask some questions, and then just stick with it, you know, stick mm-hmm. with it and uh, just be persistent because if it's something that you're really passionate about, you're going to work hard yeah, at you're gonna it work hard at it. Yeah. And, um, and I also think that that's important, too, that you have that passion behind it because when you don't, you're going to easily give up and you'll yeah. start on to the next thing. And then right. before you know it, you know, sometimes people confuse the concept of a serial entrepreneur with someone who starts a lot of businesses. Right. But yes, you can be a business owner, but it's a difference between being a business owner and having a profitable business, something right. that can generate wealth and right. something as you stated can be handed down to your children right. and, you know, those that come after you. Right. So I also wanted to talk about, you know, that passion and that purpose. Mm-hmm. People often battle with finding that. Um, it took me a while to really figure out 
what I was passionate about. I knew there were things that I was good at, but what you're good at is different from what your passion is. So like you stated, you knew that you were good at doing hair. And, um, you know, a lot of times what we see in ourselves, other people don't see. So it took your friends telling you like, girl, you know how to do hair. This is what you need to do. Yeah, and they were just telling me stuff like, like you don't understand. It's not just, it's like, it was a hair care aspect of it. Like Mm -hmm. now I think, more people are doing like this healthy hair movement, which is wonderful. And I mm-hmm. like applaud that more stylists are getting into it. But when they were like trying to encourage me to come back, they were like, you know, there's something that's missing here. You need to tap back into that. So when I came back, I was like, within three weeks, it was like I never left. Like, mm-hmm. you know, with marketing myself and just people knowing that I was back in the industry. Um, you know, and they came to me, but it still took me putting my name out there. Like actually doing advertisement, you know, right. passing out flyers and letting people know. And then social media played a big part. Mm-hmm. You know, at the time it was just like Facebook and like probably, yeah. you know, MySpace and stuff like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. But just like letting people know that I was in the industry and then seeing what I did um, and seeing my work and they were like, okay, but how it turned into from just like doing hair to being a business was when I realized that there was still products that wasn't everything that it needed to be mm-hmm. to, for kind of like hair restoration for women. And then, you know, especially like, you know, black owned, like right. kind of talking to just us and just, um, getting over like hurdles like I said earlier Mm -hmm. so I was like okay well I don't see and people start calling me like girl you like the head guru or like you like you know like that and then I was like you know what I am in comparison to like um maybe some of the experiences they had before so I kind of just was like you know what this is something like it's something special it's something different let me kind of you know start developing stuff and like I said when I started uh making them for my clients then this one was like telling their coworkers or their friends, like, you know mm-hmm. what, my hairdresser does this and it's no way possible that I can take all these people on as like personal clients. Yeah. But because the demand started to come there because word started to get out, okay, she grows hair. Like it's stuff that she's mixing, the stuff that she's using that's growing people hair out. Let's so I was like, you know, products. yeah, let's make uh-huh. products. And so, you know, initially I was just like making enough, like probably for my clients and their friends. Mm-hmm. And then just the demand you know, got bigger and bigger, you know, and in that time period too, I opened up like my own salon gotcha. and the products we've been doing for like probably about like four years now, like okay. our signature product, mm-hmm. which is the grow healthy hair drops. But you know, other things that we've added on to it, um, it comes like, as I feel like there's a need for it, mm-hmm. you know, and we just, you know, just constantly growing, but you, you just have to stick with it. Like mm-hmm. I say, everybody's success isn't going to be overnight or people will just hear about you and be like, Oh wow. They came out of nowhere. And your overnight success may have taken like, you know, 10 years, 10 years yeah. or 15 years or something mm-hmm. like that. You really just got to stick with it. But just me knowing that it was something there and just being able to like early on watch so many people be like so happy and, mm-hmm. you know, watch music for their kids. And it's like, oh, my God, like you don't understand. And it was the feeling that I got when my hair finally started coming back. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not to, about being like vain or anything like that. But, I mean, it's on the top of our head. Okay. Everybody. Our hair is our not, crown. Yeah, it is our crown. You know, and, and mm-hmm. it's like our. Everybody's not comfortable rocking a bald head or mm-hmm. wanting to wear wigs and weaves so early on, especially when you're younger. Because at mm-hmm. one point, like now it's popular, so yeah. it's, it's cool. But mm-hmm. at one point, it was like shunned upon, you know, or, you or people tried to wig like, or weave. yeah, wigs mm-hmm. or weave. And they tried to, you know, make it seem like, oh, this is my hair, even if it mm-hmm. was a sewing, you yeah. know, something like that. But just being able to, like that feeling I got when my hair started to grow back and like my skin started to get better. And it just made me feel like a sense of relief, a sense of confidence mm-hmm. being able to do that for other women is just like the best feeling in right. the world so you would say 
basically like your purpose is within helping other women coming into their own yeah. through healthy hair growth right and because it's just like that. it's one thing to have a person have a good weave because mm-hmm. like if you have a client and they have a good weave and they're gonna love it for that month to three months that they have that in but when they take it out that sense of probably sadness like mm-hmm. oh my god like i'm i'm literally I'm about, oh, I don't have any hair. And I've been wearing my weave for 12 years. You know, yeah. like I've heard women say that. Like I've been wearing weave since I was a teenager. I've never seen my red hair. I haven't worn my hair in like 15 years. So to be able to transform that just through products that they can use daily or, you know, at least three times a week mm-hmm. why they have the weave and then they take it out. And then it's like their hair is like growing the staples. Like, okay, I took this one out and bam, my hair to my shoulders. So this and it's thicker and fuller and longer. So to be able to give them that and then, because at the end of the day, I think about like my grandmother. My grandmother is almost 80. She has a full head of hair. Yeah. But then you think about pretty much everybody grandma in that day and grandfathers had hair. Mm-hmm. But this generation, there's going to be a gap when women now that are bald, like they're 100 years old and they are in their 20s yeah. and in their early 30s. And that's strictly from like bad weaves or bad, you know, not having it properly done. Mm-hmm. So like my pursuit has been to kind of help women overcome things that they may have experienced where they'd be like going thin from weaves or health issues or just want to overcome, like I say, humps and like, you know, achieve different things with their hair. So just like that became my passion. That became what made me want to turn it into a business. Okay. Yeah. And so what do you consider to be like the height of your success? Or do you think that you have even reached that point yet? I don't even think I've reached that point yet. I, I mean, cause I, 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 every time I hit one milestone, I try to set another, mm-hmm. you know, as far as like what our sales, you know, when it's like topping, when we set our monthly goals and then we reach those, I'm, I'm excited. Then I'm like looking to the next thing, you right, know, but then when I started to have kind of people reaching out to me that are like bigger people and, you know, whether like networks or like, um, artists or productions and stuff. Cause I've had people like hit me up and then they're ordering my product and they're using it. And then sometimes I'm looking at the shipping labels and we ship stuff to the UK. We ship stuff to Nigeria, we yeah. ship stuff to That's the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We went, we had stuff go to Japan, and I'm like, okay, all these people found me, found out about me. Like, you know, mostly through the internet, sometimes through word of mouth, sometimes mm-hmm. like because I always ask them, like, how did you find out about the product or how did you find out about us? And they'd be like, oh, so and so told me, but it's just it's so interesting because it's like real results, yeah. like because you know, like I say, I know how it feels to be disappointed and to have this effect. So it's like whatever I put out there, I need it to be real. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think. This is black people, period. Black women, black people as a whole. Yeah. We've experienced so much disappointment. Like, so when I put something out there, it has to be real. It mm-hmm. has to be something that I stand behind that I know is 100 because I don't like playing games for people, you know? Right. So it's like just like the passion to give people something that works and helps them, you mm-hmm. know? And everybody, I tell them the results are not going to be the same because everybody's story is not going to be the same. Right. If you're a person that have had this issue for 10 years or 20 years, you know, it's just like you've had that long expanded period of time where you've been going through that issue, it may take a little bit longer to overcome that, but be consistent. Mm-hmm. I, always right. say, I always say consistency is the key, mm-hmm. you know? And people that are just kind of using it to grow it out, they don't have any issues going. They use it, and I'm telling you, within like a month, two months, three months, yeah. it's like crazy, <laughs> you know? So I just tell people, just be consistent at whatever stage you're starting at in life, no matter what it is, be consistent. And, you know, just let the just let it, let it play out. Mm-hmm. Let it play out to reach its full capacity. So when you initially first started, um, was there just like a point or a time of just uncertainty? Like, you know, oh yeah, oh yeah. I think why people fear entrepreneurship, one question is like, everybody's doing it, but you clearly stuck out with that because you 
streamlined multiple products and you really help people so that's definitely something that made you stand out because one of my concern is when I see people pushing these products I'm always concerned is it just the hype or am I going to see real results so that's I think that's something that you know you definitely stand out in within that realm but just the fear of not having maybe enough clients or support or like the (laughs) the stability spending your last trying Mm -hmm. to do it yeah, like, I'm going to say when, like, even when we first opened, like, our first salon, because, you know, we had our first salon for six years, and this is our new location. Yeah. So, we've had this one just since September. Okay. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, so opening that was a big step. But then, so, like, moving into the product realm and, like, really working on developing products is a totally different thing, because you have to pay to get it produced. Mm-hmm. And then you have to get massive amounts made at one time for, like, a, 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 a your first product run. And, you know, us being a small company and already having the salon side of the business, like making sure that, you know, you have backup money in case something breaks. And to now it's like, okay, I don't want to just make this at home. I don't want to just mix it up here and there. I want to really produce it. So finding a manufacturer and then like, you know, to produce one product like the first time was like $12,000. Yeah. Wow. So I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So if I spend, if we, you know, First, we got to get, you know, the, the additional, because like I said, we already have, you have your household bills, your life bills, right. bills that you're dealing with normally, in addition to like our business bills and stuff like that. But I really believed and it just, you know, at first I was kind of pushing, putting it off. And like I said, I couldn't keep up with like demand for people that, that wanted like my services and just, you know, what I was doing. So, you know, I just kind of just decided like, you know what? Took that leap. Yeah, I took that leap. I talked mm-hmm. to my husband. I was like, you know what? Like. We, I just want to, let's just do it. Let's mm-hmm. just do it. And it was like, you know, so that was like my, my savings and some of it, you know, to develop like the second one, I got a credit card, which is, you know, I don't always believe in like taking out, like uh, putting stuff on cards or like, I try to always like pay stuff off mm-hmm. for my own reasons. But right. I was like, you know what? I'll take, this I'll, I'll take this chance, but it's going to like, basically I'm not going to have any backup money or any savings. So if something break at the salon, Lord, please don't let them yeah. break. Okay. Because that, and that was just for one product. And so we have a line of stuff out. So just having to have like enough, but when it got out there and then I was able to fulfill it, especially like the first time, you know, I was like, okay, I got all this. I guess my expectation was I better sell all this quick, but it didn't happen that way. Mm -hmm. But within a few months and, you know, it started to pick up and then it sold out. Yeah. You know, and that was like. Oh, you know, like in, it, it made me want to keep going. And then just being disciplined also, because just because you sell out, you can't like spend that profit. Right. You got to put that right back into your business. Mm-hmm. You know, so you always kind of operating in the beginning on, uh, you have to be disciplined to say, I'm not going to just spend this. I'm not going to splurge because I have made that money back and made income from it. I have to be diligent and put that back into my business. You know, that's one thing that a lot of entrepreneurs, when, um, they finally see a little money coming. They have to be able to separate their lifestyle from the business and say, you know what? I I don't need a Louis Vuitton two thousand dollar bag. Yeah. Because I could buy put that money into my business. In your, in your you know, product. into into mm-hmm. my product and then it'll be greater later. Like mm-hmm. I don't need a you know, a name brand. I, I don't need some new Jordans or something like that. I mm-hmm. really need to save and um put that money, put everything you have that you can extra or that you don't have to put that into your business you have to mm-hmm. because you know like a lot of times it's hard for it's hard for black people to get loans like yeah. real loans to like like capital like working capital for your business you have to like prove yourself and have real sales so you have to put every extra thing that you have into it and you got to believe that 
it's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to believe in, you have a self-belief and just know, just know that, you know what, let me just take this leap of faith and let me just do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, that's dope. I, yeah. you know, I've never tried your products, but just by talking to you, I see mm-hmm. the genuinity oh, and yeah. So mm-hmm. I believe it. And like thank I said, you. I want to purchase yeah. some. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. what, what, in closing, like what advice do you give the person who may just be afraid? You know, they know that they have a talent. They know that they may have a few supporters and people to back them, but they're just plain out just afraid. What advice would you give them? I, I mean, I know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. I definitely know what it feels like. I know like to second guess yourself. But one thing I always said is that I don't want to be 75 80 years old and saying what if if, Mm -hmm. you know and in today's life you know like you you can i mean look at kim porter at the head like she was so young and she just passed Mm -hmm. i don't want to die and never tried yeah you know like something happened to you if something was to happen to me early on i want my children to still be able to say well my mom was doing everything that she could Mm -hmm. you know and, and she's my role model and i don't want to be 85 95 just wishing i had tried right you know so we only have one life like people always say you know what, what's the saying they be saying i'm uh, living my best life no, living my best life what's the other one? yeah yolo yeah. like um <laughs> what they say like uh you only you only, you only live once you only live once uh-huh. no you live every day you only yeah. die once right so this is the only life we have to live mm-hmm. this is the only one and, you, and every day you wake up is a new chance and a new opportunity to just go for it mm-hmm. go for it Stop second guessing yourself because if you don't believe in self, if you don't at least believe in you, sometimes it's just gonna be you and God, and that's it. Yeah. And they may have people telling you that you can't or that you know it's impossible for you, but if you are not your biggest supporter early on, you know, and the people that you do have that do believe in you, instead of worrying about the people who don't, just try to amplify or multiply their belief in you and yours, and let that be enough to just make it. Just go for it. Mm-hmm. I say just go for it. Even if it doesn't work out the first time, like, you know, at the end of the day, what else would you be doing right? besides going for it? Mm-hmm. And you'll be happy later that you did. That you did. That you did. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, well thank, thank you me. again. You're welcome. Um, thank you. No problem. Me. No mm-hmm. problem. Uh, what are some social media handles if people want to find you, well, find your products? Okay. Well, my personal social media handle, which, you know, I promote like a lot of everything, all my other ones on there, but it's VIP hair underscore ashanti a-s-h-a-n-t-i mm-hmm. and then our hair page is uh vip luxury hair.com well that's our website vip yeah. luxury hair.com but everything pretty much falls on the vip luxury hair.com like our youtube or if you put vip pretty much all out everything comes up comes so if you put it. vip luxury hair care is like the products cool so if you put vip luxury then pretty we'll much find you. we, you'll find me. Okay. So VIP luxury hair uh, care is the products. VIP hair underscore Shanti is me. Mm-hmm. And like on YouTube, it's just VIP luxury hair care. And the website is VIP luxury hair care dot com. Yeah. Okay. So it's all kind of VIP luxury yeah. hair care, you know. <laughs> so it'll be easy to yeah. find you. And, and, you, and um, you know what? So like, I, just because I didn't say it, like when we were coming out with VIP, like, of course, you know, that seems like it's, oh, that's elegant. I mean, you know, that's like that's mm-hmm. high end top shelf. But the spin on it was kind of like how you have heard, like, VIP was like, you know, like, we are the very important pe- mm-hmm. people. Like, it's not just, you don't have to, like, not a, it, it's like, ex- it's exclusive, but you have to 
know that you're exclusive. Like it's about the people. Yeah. Like we are very important people. Mm-hmm. You know, we should know that in ourselves. Mm-hmm. We should know, believe that we are a VIP. Yeah. In ourselves. And so that's kind of how I wanted to like take that. Like the average everyday woman can feel like a VIP and, you know, and I mean, having your hair looking good and having it be yours as well makes you feel amazing. Mm -hmm. So it makes you feel like you're just very important. You're very important to whatever, wherever you want to take that, you know? Yeah. So I I like everything about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it's a dope concept. Thank you. You're welcome. So uh, listeners, in closing, Mm -hmm. always remember your story is not solely for you. It's meant to be shared with other women and just people in general to provide hope to those facing similar hurdles. You don't have to be ashamed and you definitely don't have to be afraid to share. You are a victor. You are a winner and you will not be defeated. You declare growth and prosperity over your life and troubles do not last always. You are her heroic empowering and resilient and i'm just asking one request um you know people won't hear her unless you share it so her story is on soundcloud apple Podcasts, google play and a local media outlet in baton rouge be baton rouge so share 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 follow us on facebook at her story podcast and also on instagram at her story underscore podcast and once again this is jay jameson and we're out